to minister tonight. We're going to go back to the book of Ephesians. We're going to go to chapter 4, but we're going to jump down to verse 17 because I think that's where I left off last Wednesday night, and I'm not going to go back through the, the other things I've read. Now, I preached on Ephesians 4 not too awfully long ago. And uh, how many knows this is a good book? The book of Ephesians, you are to read that. You are just to take time to read it and, and just meditate on it and listen to what God's trying to tell us. And uh, Paul was writing to the uh, church at Ephesus, and uh, I'm telling he addressed uh, uh, the Jews and the Gentiles alike because he talked about how the wall of uh, division was torn down between the Jew and the Gentile and uh, because they had a hate for one another. And he's trying to get them to understand we're all a part of one body. We're all a part of one body, and that's the body of Christ. And, and a good thing about it is we look at it now, and there's such a, a, a multiracial uh, 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 gatherings in churches and such as all that. Why? Because we found out that we're all blood-bought, and we're all brothers and sisters in the Lord if we know Jesus Christ. And it don't matter what race we're of. Praise God, we're of the family of God. And so Paul was addressing those issues, and and uh, in verse 17, let's go to there, and I'm in the New Living Translation, so you may have to look at it on the wall. It says in verse 17, it says, With the Lord's authority I say this, Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Live no longer as the Gentiles live, for they're hopelessly confused. You know, he was actually talking not just to Jewish believers, but to Gentile believers. And he said, don't live any longer as the Gentiles do. In other words, he's telling them, you're going to have to change the way you're living. Amen. He's letting them know something happened in you that should change uh, the way you live, the way you act, the way you do. And he said, listen, they live hopelessly confused. Did you know confusion's not of God? Confusion's not of God. If you're confused, confusion also means disorder. And so I'm telling you, the devil likes to bring confusion in people's lives. And if you're not careful, you will sit there and be confused. If you're, if, uh, many of you may be, uh, when you're learning, doing something, reading the Word of God, or you heard somebody preach this, heard somebody else preach that, and so like you say, I'm confused. Well, that's not God. God don't want you confused. Listen, you gotta be, you, you gotta seek God for yourself. Listen to me. I hope I help you. You gotta seek God for yourself. You can't depend on everybody else to seek God for you. Because that's where it comes in with the Holy Ghost, your teacher's on the inside of you. That He can help you to know the truth. Amen? Uh, we're, we're, we all have, I mean, if you, you, I guarantee you many of you have been in this church long enough to, I, you, leave, you leave and you probably think, well, I, I'm confused. And many of you probably say, well, I don't know if I believe it that way. I don't know. If, well, the thing about it is, we, we see things a little different sometimes that don't mean we're wrong. Right? It don't mean we're wrong. I like what Brother Hagin always said. He said, you can climb up a mountain on this side and see one view. You can climb up a mountain on the other side and see another view. It's the same mountain. The Holy Ghost can show you something in the Scripture that He might not showed me in the Scripture, but yet it don't mean you're wrong. It don't mean I'm wrong, if that makes any sense to you. But God don't want us confused. because I've, I've, I've been confused before, and I don't like being confused. I don't like looking and scratching my head thinking, well, who's right? What's right? What's wrong? Well, the best thing I can do is just start seeking God for myself on the answer to that. Amen? And listen, uh, he was telling them, don't live like the Gentiles do because they're hopelessly confused. I mean, a lot of confusion going on. Listen to what it says, their minds are full of darkness. 
Their minds are full of darkness. Let me just tell you real quick who's he talking to. He's talking to born-again believers. This was written to the church at Ephesus. He was talking to born-again believers. He said their, their minds are full of darkness. I'm going to tell you, you have to do something with your mind. We have to do something with our mind. It, all of us knows what Romans 12, 2 says, don't we? In fact, since Teresa's up there, won't you punch it up there because I want you to see what it says. And he's talking to the church at Rome, the Roman church in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I could, I could, uh, uh, run over there, but, or I could quote it, but I want you to read it. It says this, uh, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. He said, listen, we've got to, he's, he's letting them know, listen, your mind, when, when you get born again, your mind is jacked up. But your mind is not supposed to say jacked up all your life. In fact, when you get born again, you need to start doing something with your mind. What is it? It's transforming it with the word of God. He's letting them know, listen, you, you, your, your, your minds are, are full of darkness, but yet you can bring light into them. See, light is what dispels darkness, right? If their minds was full of darkness, then what was their, what was their job? Their job was to bring lightness into where that darkness was because when lightness comes, the darkness flees. And so the Romans tells us that you have to uh, change your mind. See, some people don't want to change their mind. Am I right? They don't want to change their mind. I mean, they said, this is the way I believe, this is the way I think, and that just settles it. Well, well, that's why, that's why they live in, in, a, in a, a state of confusion many times. Because they're not willing to let the light come in and listen to me. You're not going to get all the light. And take this the right way. You're not going to get all the light you need from me. So you're going to have to put light in there yourself. You're going to have to hear the words yourself, and when you, as you're doing it, you're transforming your mind, or you're changing your mind, and you're changing the way you think. Now listen to me, I'm looking at people, seasoned people in God that's been born again, many of you, many years and such as that, and I can guarantee you I'd be right by saying, you don't think the way you used to think. Because something came in and invaded your thinking processes and changed the way you think. And when you started changing the way you think, you started changing the way you talk, the way you act, the way you live, the way you walk. And so he was telling them, your minds are hopelessly confused. Your minds was full of darkness. It says they wander far from the life of God. From the, they wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. I'm telling you, you got to be careful not to close yourself off from God. Listen, you have got to decide I'm teachable. Because once you decide you're not teachable, you're done. There's not a whole lot that God can do for you if you decide you're not going to be taught. And when I sit down to even read my Bible myself, I say, God, I thank you. You're showing me what I need to know and see in this, in this time of my reading. And listen to me, I can't, I can't, listen, you've got to be, you've got to be willing, listen to this, you've got to be willing to let the Holy Spirit teach you. Whether you're in church or out of church, you've got to be willing to let the Holy Spirit teach you because Jesus said this, He says He's your teacher. 
Even uh, it says it over in 1 John or James. We have an anointing. John. So we have an anointing. He works on the inside of us. He's our teacher. And so we got to understand our mind is very important to us serving God and how we think is very important. Remember 2 Corinthians. I'll let her punch that up there too. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10.3, starting in verse 10.3. Punch that up there for you, Will, Teresa. I'll use her for my... my. It says this. I, I think I want you to put it in the, uh, uh, the New King James. Well, that's fast. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Next. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or of the flesh, but they're mighty in God. Everybody shout mighty in God. Thank God we have weapons. You ever thought about your weaponry? We got a big artillery. Amen. In fact, I was going to preach that the other day and I had all, a lot of weapons around other thing. I said, and God led me a different direction. But the thing about it is we have a mighty arsenal. The bodies, Bible says this, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or of the flesh, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. G- give me the next verse. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Listen, when he's talking about strongholds, he's talking about some strongholds in your mind. That's where he's talking about those strongholds. So many people has a stronghold, and here's what he said. He said, we have weapons that can pull them down. We have weapons that can pull them strongholds down out of your mind. Amen? We got the blood of Jesus. We got the word of God. We've got the name of Jesus. We've got praise and worship. We've got, listen, there's a, if you'll read the word, you'll find out that these things are, are weaponry that you have for pulling down and changing your attitude and changing your mind. Listen, your mind was full of darkness when you got saved, but praise God, you put light in. And you started changing the way you, you, you think. And because you're changing the way you think, you're changing the way you live. Amen. How many knows it's a process? It's a process. And wouldn't it have been great if when you got born again, all of a sudden, you didn't, your mind was just totally renewed to start with. Oh, I wish it had been that easy. Amen. Where you wouldn't have to, you didn't have to open the Bible. You just go and say, well, glory to God. I'm born again. I know all I need to know about God. I'm walking up rightly before God. I'm thinking right. I'm behaving right. I got the right attitude. I'm walking in love. I got peace. I got your, all the, oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. But you find out you've got to deal with your mind. Somebody's going to have to deal with it. It might as well be you. You'll be easier on yourself. Huh? Man, I tell you what, you, you just, you might need to get a little stern on yourself. Now listen, you're gonna quit thinking like that. You need to talk to yourself in the mirror sometime, you're gonna quit thinking like that. You're, you're not gonna think you're a nobody. You're, you're not gonna think you're stupid. You're not gonna think you're dumb. You're not gonna think like that. I'm not going to let that darkness invade my mind. I got light here that says I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. And so the Bible talks about how we have to do something with our mind, be transformed by renewing of your mind, casting down those other thoughts. But listen to me. Uh, I like what uh, Kenneth Copeland says. He says, you can't cast a thought down with a thought. You have to speak and use your mouth to cast down a thought. But see, you're going to have to have light to dispel darkness. Darkness won't dispel darkness. 
Darkness will just bring more darkness in. But if you start speaking light and the word is light, then what you're doing is you're changing. You're, those, that, that mind full of darkness is now becoming a mind full of light. Amen? And uh, there's another scripture I want to go to. Let, let me see. I, I wrote it down right before I left out of my office. And it's 1 Peter 13. Punch, punch that up there. And put that in the New Living Translation. 1 Peter 1.13. It says, So think clearly and exercise self-control. Look forward to the gracious salvation. That w- salvation. Salvation. Punch that, put that back in the New King, the New King Translation. There, I would rather have this one. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. It says, gird up the loins of your mind. One translation says, prepare your mind for action. Prepare your mind for action. You know what you're doing when you're renewing your mind? You're preparing your mind for action. Because I'm going to tell you, as a man thinks, so is he. So the, the God knows this. Your mind is very important to you serving Him. Your mind is very important in you walking in love and walking right because you have got to uh, see things the way God sees them. And, and when you start renewing your mind, your mind actually begins to uh, uh, put a, a picture of those things. The Word will. And so we've got to understand God is is is, uh, is for us and if we will realize that and start renewing our mind, renew your mind. You have to, you, there's, in renewing your mind, every time you read the Bible, there's, it's being renewed. Did you know when you're hearing the Word of God, there's a renewal taking place? That's why sometimes you'll, you'll be, anybody ever listen to preaching at night when they're asleep? And then next day or so, all of a sudden something comes out of you that you want to know, where did I figure, where did I hear that at? When did I learn that? Well, it come through the, the, the process of your, 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 the subconscious, through your mind. And I'm telling you something. You have got to hear the Word of God. You've got to believe the Word of God, and then you've got to act upon the Word. God wants you to get so convinced the Word of God is right that you'll stand with it no matter what. Now, that gets in the heart, understand, but it also has to go through the mind and drop down in the heart. You need to get so convinced that Jesus, Jesus took your sicknesses and diseases that it don't have a right to you. You've got to be so convinced that Jesus became poor and, uh, with, uh, poor that you through his poverty might be rich. You've got to be so convinced that you stand with that above anything else. See, what we're doing is we're making a stand for the word and with the word. And so their minds were darkened, and the Bible says they had literally hardened their hearts against God. Listen, we, don't, we haven't done that. You haven't done that. So we don't harden our hearts, but we have got to renew our mind. We've got to hear the Word of God over and over. Because how, how does faith come? Excuse me. By what? By what? Hearing and hearing, and hearing what? The Word of God. Faith doesn't come by hearing the opinions of men. Faith doesn't come by hearing the doctor's reports. Faith doesn't come by hearing the lawyers or the bankers or the naysayers. Faith don't come that way. In fact, if you don't watch out, faith will leave that way. 
But faith will come when you're hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ and you keep hearing it over and over. And in fact, it literally says, uh, one translation says, faith comes by hearing and understanding what is said. So we need to have an understanding of it. And here's how you get an understanding. Many times by constantly rehearsing it in your mind. Listen, I quote scriptures all the time. I quote things over my, my health. I quote things over my finances. I quote things all the time. And I quote them over and over and over. Why? Because I have decided I'm making a stand with God. And it don't matter what comes against me. It don't matter what comes against my body. It don't matter what comes against my finances. It don't matter what comes against our home. We are going to take a stand with God in the Word, but I can't make a stand with what I don't know. But if I know the Word, I can make a stand with it. Amen? And that's why uh, going when I go to the hospital and pray for people, listen, I am doing my best to get them to do the same thing. Make a stand with the Word of God. No matter what the reports say, no matter what the doctors say, listen, listen, here, here's what I have learned. Many, and I don't know why I'm saying all these things. Uh, listen, faith is not denial. Faith is not denial. The thing about it is, when they tell you, when you get a report, they're telling you what they know. That might be a fact, but the truth is. But the truth, they're giving you facts, but we got the truth in the word. Jesus said, my word is truth. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You know, people misquote that all the time. They say, well, you know the truth will make you free. Honey, you need to read all of it because it says you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The Bible says, even Paul himself said in Romans 1.16, he said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation, healing, deliverance, holding, preservation, uh, protection. It is the power of God. Listen to what he said. Unto all those who... Can y'all finish that? Who believe it. See, there is something about believing the gospel that activates it in your life and causes it to work. You can't sit around and say, well, I don't believe that, I don't believe that. Well, honey, it ain't working for you. It ain't no power to you. Listen, it's power when you believe it. And when you make a stand with it, you start seeing it affect everything about you. And he said, listen, they've hardened their hearts against God. He said, don't be that way. Don't live like the Gentiles do. Don't In the, in the, the fullness, the darkness of their minds. Listen, we are not dark in our minds in here. Amen? It says they have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. Listen, he said, listen, if, if, if as long as their minds are like that, they're going to keep going down the pathway of darkness. But when they start renewing their mind, they start walking the pathway of light. Because that's what the Word of God is doing, is getting you off that path of darkness onto the pathway of life. And I'm, I'm going to tell you something right now. That's the best walk, and that's the best, best path. Amen? Uh, you know, we get born again, and, and we think, well, you know, God don't want us to have no more fun. I've had people tell me, well, I guess since you're saved, you can't have no more fun. What? I was headed to hell before I got saved. Weren't you? How fun is that? The devil was in control of my life. How fun is that? Huh? I had to get rid of a few bad habits that were killing me to start with. Huh? And so, you know, I, I found out having fun is just enjoying Jesus. And did you know there's a lot of fun out there that's good? There's a lot of good fun out there. Huh? 
So I have fun. I said, I have fun. I enjoy life. And I'm walking on a righteous path. Huh? And so we can have fun on a righteous path. See, the, 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 anyway. So we, we practice righteousness. Can you practice righteousness? Well, heck yeah. What, what did they have us say at the men's thing? That guy got up and made a confession before we got, and he said, y'all ready to hear the word? Turn around and look at somebody and said, heck yeah. Boy, they a country church. I thought I was country church. We went to a country church. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Everybody say, heck yeah. Boy, y'all sound country as they did. It says, verse 20, but that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from Him. Throw, I'm on verse 20. Huh? Ephesians 4, verse 20. In, new, in the New Living Translation again. I'm just going to quit. I'm, I'm running out of time tonight. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from Him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on your new nature, created created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. It says, listen, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Huh? Listen, when you start renewing your thoughts, guess what? You all of a sudden start getting a new attitude. You know anybody that needs a new attitude? You're, I, I used to hear say, they need to get a new tube. They got a tube. They don't do the attitude. They just said they got a tube. Huh? I've been around people who's got an attitude, and I've just been, just to be honest with you, I've had an attitude myself a few times. Don't stone me. Don't run out of the church. Don't leave. Because sometimes we all get an attitude. And he said, let the Spirit, let the Spirit of God, let the Holy Ghost renew your thoughts and your attitudes. You know, some of y'all might be wanting to pray for somebody that they get a new attitude. Huh? You might ought to pray for yourself. That'll help every now and then. Are you, are you praying for Lynn there, Mike? He said Mike needed one. Come up here with me, Mike. <laughs> you, if it's a pull of bad attitude out of you, ain't they? <laughs> you know, them things do rub off. <laughs> that can happen too. I've seen that happen. <laughs> Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. When you put something on, it's something that can be seen, right? We can see what you put on tonight before you come to church. When you put on God, put on Christ, everybody ought to see it. Amen? I found this out. There's times when your flesh wants to do something, but there's a whole lot stronger 
uh, influence on the inside that's holding you back. In fact, the love of God's restraining you. And I'm telling you, when you start renewing your mind, next thing you know, here's what you're doing when you're renewing your mind and you're thinking different thoughts. Darkness is no longer control of your mind and you're doing this. All of a sudden, you start listening to that voice on the inside of you instead of speaking out of your head or living out of your head. You're actually living out of your spirit. And all of a sudden, you've renewed your mind. You think different and uh, you, you act different. You talk different. It don't mean you're perfect. It don't mean you're never going to get in the flesh. It don't mean you're never going to make a mistake. It don't mean you're not going to get a toot every now and then. But I tell you, they'll start being less and less. Renew your minds. Don't, don't, don't get born again. I've seen people, and you have too, that's been born again for years, but, but it seems like they still are, 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 their minds are still just as, is mixed up, still confused, still all those things. And, you know, if we just read the Word of God, we have to come to the conclusion that they can do something about that. Because you can renew your mind. And you are to start quick, early. If you haven't been renewing your mind, you are to start renewing it just now. And listen to the Word. Let that, let that change the way you live and act. Listen, I, I, I don't live perfect and I, I don't have a, the perfect life and such as that. But I tell you what, over the last 30 something years, I've learned a few things about God. This helped me live a better life and do better. Renew the, the Bible says to complete all your mind. You're to, you're to get into the Word on, on all the subjects, just not some of them. All the promises of God are yes and in Him, amen. Learn them all. Find out what, what, what He says about your health. Find out what He says about your finance. Find out what He says about your, your, uh, your family, your, 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 all those things. Find out what it says, why. And then side with the Word. No matter what comes your way. That's what I, I, I've been telling, telling different ones here lately. I told you all that already. Side with the Word of God. Here's what the Bible says. Stick with it. Stay with it. I would rather die believing the Word of God than die in doubt and unbelief. Amen? You said, well, what if you die believing the Word of God? Well, shout for me. Because I'm going to be in heaven one day, and so would they. But you might as well go out fighting and standing. Amen? So keep, renew your mind. Let, uh, be transformed. You know that word means, uh, uh, it's like met, uh, uh, meta, metamorphosis. It's like a butterfly that goes into a cocoon and stay in there and it comes out, uh, the worm goes into a cocoon, a caterpillar, and it comes out like a butterfly. And that's what it's talking about you doing when you're being transformed. You're being changed. You, you turn, you're, you're going, the word's going in and you're one way, but when it gets inside of you, you're another way. It changes the way you actually live. And I tell you what, it is good to serve God and you can have a lot of fun serving God. Amen. You, you can have fun living right. Amen. Praise God. And just, if you're having a hard time with that, just try it a little while and see how it works out. It'll work out good for you. Amen. Father, we love you. We thank you tonight for your goodness and your mercy. And God, we thank you for the Word of God that brings transformation in our lives. God, the information will bring transformation. And God, I thank you for information even tonight. God, that we're, we're understanding that we can cast down imaginations and we can cast down those thoughts and those strongholds. 
And God, I pray for any person that may have strongholds in their lives, in their thinking, whatever it might be. God, we say they're being pulled down by the Spirit of God, by the blood of Jesus. And God, their thinking is getting straightened out in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that depression can't hold them. Oppression can't hold them. Uh, the, the thoughts of, of, of bad health can't hold them. God, whatever the thoughts may be that's contrary to the Word of God, we're going to bring them under, under the obedience of the Word of God. So, Father, we thank you that as we're growing up and learning, we're having a, a new attitude, new thinking, and God's going to walk and live in victory every day of our life. We're going to side with the Word of God. God, we can't side with what we don't know, but we can side with what we do know. And so, Father, we're going to side with what we know, and we're going to learn more so we can even side with that. And God, because we know you're on our side, you never leave us and you'll never forsake us, but you'll be with us until the end of the age. We love you for it. We thank you for it. We give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody shout amen. Amen. Praise God. You have the mind of Christ is what the Bible says. Amen. Isn't God good? Everybody say.